The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Y'all Gay. I'm Ever Maynard. I'm Allie Clayton. And today we have an incredible guest, Holly Laurent, um, a comedian, a writer, a podcaster. You know her from the uh, satirical, improvised, uh, fictional mega church podcast aptly called Mega. Um, she's going to be joining us later. Um, Allie, how are you? I am great. I just had so much fun talking to Holly. Like, I was, like, really genuinely, like, very nervous before this. I was like, well, this is my, Me too. This is my first interview. <laughs> and, like, this is, you know, the main stage at Second City and has a very, very successful podcast. I was like, I really want to do a great job. And she's just so sweet and made me feel so funny and special. Very loving, very kind um, person. I uh, was also, like, very, fl- you'll hear the story. I was, like, very flattered. She remembered when we met. Um, but also, listeners, you, of course... Some animal stuff's going to come up. <laughs> and it's about snakes. Um, <laughs> we're still mad about them. We're still mad about snakes. <laughs> we're still mad about snakes. And guess what? It turns from Allie and I having a conversation and an interview with Holly to Holly and I interviewing uh, Allie. <laughs> and you are not going to believe the tent revival stories that we have for you today. <laughs> turns out we do have a man in our lives and his name <laughs> is Christ Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> all right well buckle up buckaroos here comes another episode of y'all, y'all gay. gay hey y'all hey y'all the tea is crystal queer y'all y'all say y'all gay it's alien ever here y'all we got a lot to talk about, so let us ask you now, y'all gay. Beautiful. I'm so oh likewise. God. This is fun because I'm such a fan of your podcast that now I feel like I'm watching you. I Well, I am. I'm watching. Well, we're watching. Yeah, we're excited. Um, this is, I'm oh, getting should we do the, the clap? Scenes. Should we do yeah. the clap thing? Okay. Oh, yeah. Let's clap. Let's clap. One, two, three. Okay, good. Hi, Neil. Um, <laughs> that's Neil, her thank pod. You. Hi, Neil. Neil, thanks for lining it up. Our our tracks. Hey, Neil, yeah. if you could just line up the tracks, that would be so good. Okay, great. Hey, Neil, no judgment. <laughs> just going to need you to line up, line those up tracks. the tracks. And Neil, we know that you are more than just a liner of tracks. Um, but at this current enterprise, the thing we really need from you, Neil, for you to line up the tracks. <laughs> Neil is so nice. He's going to be like, what the fuck? He's going to be like, keep my name out Out your your fucking mouth. mouth. (laughs) He's like Will Smith and us. Y'all. Okay. Holy 
Okay, first of all, listeners, please welcome to the podcast. A friend oh, of the, yeah. I can't believe I'm going to say this. Friend of the podcast, friend of Allie and yeah. I, Holly Laurent, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. and everyone, everyone. I'm so happy to be here. Woo! Yeah, we don't have the licensing rights. Um, <laughs> we we're five we're gonna get sued. This Olymp- is like when the do you know? Do you know about this story ever that the Olympics like sued IO in Chicago because they're like, you that's can't use right. I remember that. I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. And that's what's going to happen to y'all gay. That that queen song. Queen. Is it queen? <laughs> queen is going to. Send y'all gay a season to stay. Oh, Queen wouldn't do that. But it's to Adam Lambert. Adam Lambert would. Didn't Adam Lambert take over the as lead singer of Queen right now? Oh, I don't know. Okay. I am not up on my queen. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not up on my queen at all. I'm like, I know more about Adam Lambert than I know about Queen. <laughs> I know American Idol. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Adam Lambert is now new queen front person. Or I guess front man they still touring you can go to a queen show <laughs> i guess so they're still touring they're still making some money but they're about to make money off of us when they take us to <laughs> sue court <laughs> to court they're not gonna make any money up we have to have money for them to yeah. take it so go fuck off queen <laughs> fuck you adam lambert <laughs> we don't have any fucking money <laughs> that is honestly a thing i've told myself to comfort myself at times like well at least i don't have to worry about like you know my passwords and whatever like there's i have nothing to lose <laughs> <laughs> I used to work at an elementary school when I worked in Chicago and I did like a lot of like lunch and recess and I had the fifth graders and there was like three we were indoors that day because it was snowing too much mm-hmm. to go out and so we're in the gym where we're all sat around and three of the like little popular boys I hear them going over and over calling this other kid gay and so I was just like I was livid so I just said one two three hallway and we get out there and I get out there and then I realize I have no idea how to have this conversation. So do wow. these three 10 year old boys, I go, are you gay? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, no, Miss Sally. And I was like, are you gay? And he was like, no. I was like, how about you? You gay? And he said, no, Miss Sally, I'm not. I was like, it'd be it'd be fine if you were. <laughs> And that's it. Yeah. And then I was like, and that wasn't nice. Get back in there. And And then I just waited like three weeks to be fired. (laughs) Nobody did anything. So, oh, wow. Shit. They were were probably like, that's that's better than we could have figured out how to handle that. And I have a couple of questions. Yes. Was the one, two, three, were you pointing at them like one, two, three? Or do you say one, two, three before something's important? Like to your girlfriend, <laughs> you're like one, two, three. Maldon is very important. <laughs> is that how we oh, know was, you mean business? Yeah. I, oh, I was counting. I was counting those tiny heads and getting them out in that hallway. To Damn. See gay. <laughs> Line them up. <laughs> not so, you neil we don't want this part lined up yeah, right li- neil? it's one lineup one not lineup yeah the not lineup is it gets better but the lineup is the chicago gay story yeah. neil are you keeping track okay <laughs> <laughs> sorry it may not make sense to have that it story makes in sense there. it makes i think it makes perfect sense yeah holly did you have to sign an abstinence card or Allie? did y'all Ooh. we had to sign an abstinence card like, and that was Texas. 
um, sex ed. And then also like at the church, it was like, you will not have sex till marriage. And that's because you're a Christian. And also that's the only way you can have sex. Who's keeping that paperwork? <laughs> you keep it in, in your purse. You sign it. You sign the contract. Oh, it's yours. Deal. But then you keep the contract. And then when you're at the airport and you're like, shit, I forgot my ID. It's not a big deal. As long yeah. as you have that card. <laughs> this works, right? Yeah. yeah. Hey, you definitely, guys. the state of Texas, TSA definitely <laughs> accepts that. No like, question. They're like, no question. Than a passport. Like, mm, yeah. Well, I got my abstinence card and I promised to say a prayer. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all you need. Okay. That is so, so yes, the evangelical thing, I'm so interested in. I want to hear all about it. Where did you grow up? Um, outside. So I grew outside. Up, I grew up outside. outside. <laughs> Same. <I'm still> there. <laughs> We're all feral, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. I did like that story. Did you remember the boxcar kids where the kids like were like their parents died or something, and then they grew up in a train car and they turned it into a house. <laughs> Nice. What a fucking more. Okay. When you put the boxcar children into that kind of context, it's a fucked up childhood. <laughs> Do you know that story? No, yes. I don't it was know a whole series, right? Oh, or was it yeah. one big book? I kind of as, as a dyslexic person, um, I missed out on like a lot of like the kids stuff and like reading, like I never read any of the babysitters club, any of that kind of stuff. Like I just, cause I was at such a lower reading level than everybody else oh yeah oh man i read these things so thank you for bringing that up (laughs) no i didn't read the boxcars i couldn't (laughs) i i read these books i call them the rat books but they're by brian jacquise have y'all heard of these like red wall basically it's like red wall yeah. Do you really, are you fucking with me where they're like badgers and then foxes? Yeah, the, the little mouse was like a warrior <laughs> yes. with a knife and a shield. And it was very, um, it was very exciting. I got really into it. Yeah. There's like 12 books. I would read a book a weekend in high school. Any other it's, books you guys want to talk about? How you read them? <laughs> the Bible. <laughs> well, this is going to take us straight yeah. into Lord of the Rings. That's really yeah. why I brought you two here today. So I wanted to talk to you about the Lord of the Rings, which I genuinely like. Do you have time for the Lord of the Rings? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, to, I, okay. Okay. Go ahead. No. Okay. Okay. So back, back. Okay. Um, So I grew up, um, I was born outside Chicago and then we moved to Southwest Michigan and then, um, back to the suburbs of Chicago. And now, now they're back in Southwest Michigan and, 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 and Indiana, South Bend, Granger, all that. So just Midwestern girl. Cause then I lived in Mm -hmm. Chicago. So I've been all like Chicago, Indiana, uh, uh, Michigan. But, um, when I was younger, so, so it's hard to say where I'm from because we were moving all the time. And my parents had a Christian rock band. And so, okay, let's stop here. Yeah. Did you tour with this rock band? I mean, I was in the van with them from time to time. They had like a camper van. And I remember like the drummer um, would like tease me. Like my bully was like a <laughs> member of my parents' Christian rock band. He, I had, I have a, um, really special stuffed animal called Sammy Lammy. 
And um, I would come into the van and Sammy Lammy would be like hung from a noose in the van. And I would be like, (gasps) like pulling my stuffed animal out of the thing and be like, don't do that to Sammy. And he calls himself a Christian. Yeah. Living on the road with these Christians and seeing like altar calls. My dad would give inspiring messages after the um, after their, they, the, rock, their, after the rock, after the rock, when they would, the, uh, the audience would be whipped into a frenzy and, and they would ha- have these emotional, my, my dad would give a message and people would come down and they would be like, if you want to dedicate your life to Christ tonight, you can do that. If you want to dedicate your life to full-time I've Christian ministry, I've dedicated <laughs> my life. Allie, did you? <laughs> I don't know why you're asking me. You should be asking him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, who's keeping that paperwork? Yeah, who's keeping that paperwork? <laughs> My mom, apparently. Um, <laughs> and to and to answer your question before, okay. yes, I have signed a thing before for not only my sexual purity, but also that I would not smoke cigarettes or drink alcohol. Damn. Or go to dances. Hang on. Let's why hold dance? on. Was was everybody you can't dance to the rock Christian music. They could dance, right? Yeah. Tell me that's no, my question. Dancing makes people shake their hips so hard. They inadvertently start fucking each other. So when your parents would I'm rock, go in my living room and shake the shit out of my hips. When I <laughs> if anything good, see happens what happens. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I live alone. Um, <laughs> how, wait. So when people would, they would just come to listen to y'all, like sit down or what? They would just sit and listen to rock music and not dance at all. Were they, are they, were they classic Christian rock songs? Like our Lord is an awesome God. He reigns from, from heaven, heaven above, above with, with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. <laughs> Ain't he though? Yeah. And then so, yeah, uh, uh, kicking in with the drums, just like as good as Queen, yeah. man. Yeah. That's a, that's a set of drums. Like a nice Fleetwood Mac build up. Okay. <laughs> so you, did you tour with them a lot or just every now and then? Um, I, it was a lot when I was younger. And mm-hmm. so I kind of grew up like at county fairs and high school assemblies and like tent revivals and stuff. My Holy brother and shit. I like wandering around the grounds, like trying to find stuff to eat and like trying to like find change and stuff to like buy ice cream cones. And like, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty wild. And then when my mom had more kids and kind of needed to like settle down, she was like, I can't do this anymore. We moved to Niles, Michigan, because her parents lived there and she wanted the support of um, her mom and dad to help her, you know, now that she was like raising a family and then we could have our grandparents close. And my grandpa was a pastor of the local First Baptist Church of Niles, Michigan. So then we started going to, you know, church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And then I was uh, finally enrolled in Christian school. So I was in Christian school, Bible class five times a week, chapel at Christian school three times a week. It was, I was getting it good, y'all. That's a lot of chapel. So, so I was so interested, Holly, when you mentioned that, like you went to tent revivals and that kind of stuff. Cause I, my family members did a lot of that stuff. Um, and then I grew up going to a church on a road, junction road where my granny lived. Oh my God, then- we had junction roads. Holly, did y'all have junction roads? No. Oh, okay. A junction road for, if you don't know, it's kind of a smaller road. They're not necessarily routes, but it'd be like junction, like 672. Rural. Oh, that's no. how ours are. The, the, the name of my granny's road was just Junction Road. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. We okay. Different kind of junction. Okay, but it, in rural Texas, 
there, there's just no names for the road. So you would be like Junction 35, Junction like I-36 or someone shit like that. But and it's where two roads cross each other, right? A junction? And yeah, but it's a lot of it's a lot of dirt roads with no like dirt roads with yeah. just numbered names. So you just know the number in the junction with the pastures. I don't know a how to dirt explain. road with no name. Dirt road Never with no name. Story. <laughs> Kicking a dead dog. Um, okay, so Allie, you're at this junction. Yeah, did you see did okay. you see the snakes? Snake. Allie's okay. I we, oh Allie has has a history of snakes. No. Lions. In your home? Lions. Um, no, my, Bubs did go through a reptile phase when we were like <laughs> real little. And so, of course, he had like snakes and all these different lizards and shit. Um, but I've always been terrified of snakes. But I never saw snake handling happen at my church. My granny used to tell me stories about it. My great grandmother was a snake handler. And uh, I actually have a picture of my great grand at, at church holding a ginormous snake around her neck. Um, but I'm my granny, you, can I stop you right quick and ask mm-hmm. this snake? Was it one? Was it venomous? Two, did they feed it beforehand? Yeah. Did it have the shape yeah. of a rabbit in its and throat? It's tummy with two little big ears. I mean, it's a up. black and white photo. I will okay. uh, send it to you. But I remember when I saw that picture, showing it to my granny and being like, granny, why is your why is your mama um so wet? Like, why does she look like so oily? And she was like, Oh, that's just because she's anointed from the Lord. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm like seven. Like, oh, okay. Uh, and then later on, like I did some like research on snake handling and they don't like turn the fans on inside or like open windows or anything because the hotter it is, the calmer the snakes are going to be. <laughs> so everyone's just I said, sweating no, that, to death. Great granny just uh, hot. I mean, she just wetting. She just okay. I don't. I don't understand though, because like there were snake handling Pentecostals in mm-hmm. Texas, in my hometown, and my mom. The only place that it still happens is West Virginia. Okay, now what's the purpose of the snake? Apparently, <laughs> Allie looks exhausted for her listeners. I know. <laughs> it, I mean, apparently, this is the like, question that got her ever. He <laughs> got her to her knees. <laughs> How do I answer this snake spirit? I mean, they do that and they'll drink like poison and stuff too. Um, what? And is like this it's jackass. Like- <laughs> <laughs> yes. The, the answer to that is yes. yes. Yeah. The Christian yes. jackass. Okay. So they drink poison <laughs> just to prove God um, is real. They're like, <laughs> uh, yeah. And they're like, you know, that they have the Lord in them. So like it's not going to, it's not going to hurt them. And then it's like, you know, and then uh, the people, you know, get bit and stuff. It's like, if you didn't die, you, you know, you're a good Christian. Oh, um, can you imagine getting bit to make that point? No. I don't want to get bit by a snake. Fuck no. Ever. Ever. Not even to prove that there is a God of the universe. <laughs> God, prove, show yourself. Come on, why do, honey. Why do I have to get bit? Ugh. Oh, what? this is, this is going to keep me up at night. I don't, but my granny would tell me this story about when the traveling preachers would come for tent revival, they would, you know, bring all the snakes and granny would say, she told me, she said, I could hardly ever sleep at night during tent revival week because the rattler, they'd always put the rattlers under my bed and like the rattle would keep her up. Oh my God. What? I I can't go on. Ellie. We should be interviewing you. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Holly, what's your first question? So I thought, okay. I thought no, we're backing this up. No. <laughs> okay, so Allie, the rattlesnakes under the bed. Do you know if they were caged or in a box or just loose? Yeah, like in like no, they couldn't be loose. I mean, I mean, how would I know? But no, Grand Granny said that they would keep them in like I think like boxes and like stuff and like just and but they slept put them under her bed. I mean, I do. This does remind me if I may take a quick detour. Yeah. My brother, my big brother got into snakes in high school. It was like the cool thing, feeding them mice and everything. And he had a very, very big boa constrictor. And I, and my brother had a room in the basement, you know, like we kind of had this unfinished basement that we sort of finished so that Chris could have his own room because he was in high school. And he was down there. There was like an old Coke machine in the hallway. Remember what? when people would get those old yeah. antique Coke machines like from garage sales? Yeah. We had Coke wallpaper down there on the way to my brother's okay. room and everyone was I like, like this. Yeah. Dad, yeah and your right? brother's just praying, holding a snake. <laughs> and I'm not kidding you that I, I would say that boa was probably at least, at least four and a half, five feet long. What? Oh, and mm. it got out and we never found it. <laughs> so somewhere in South Bend, Indiana or the house, there is a boa. I mean, it had to have frozen at some point, right? Yeah, there are bad winters there. Right. But can't they slow their heart rate down and survive through the cold? like hibernation. We moved from that house. But here's a here's another weird Christian detail. OK, my dad was the ghostwriter for Michael W. Smith's um, book called Time to Be Bold. Do you know who Michael W. Smith is? I'm going to look it up mm-hmm. right now. Oh, baby. Do you know Amy Grant? Yeah. 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 Amy Grant and Michael W. Smith were like kind of the two hot contemporary Christian singers when I was a kid. I, I used to go to Amy Grant concerts. I think she was like my first love, honestly. Oh, nice. He's handsome. He's been one of people's 50 most beautiful people. He's like a he's like a hot Christian singer. He is a hot Christian. And one of these things he not to be he does. Sorry, how did we go big. from Holly's brother to a hot Christian singer? Because he was a major, major uh, Christian star. And my dad yeah, was writing bands. his book and Damn. he came to stay at our house and he slept in the basement. And we had a loose boa constrictor. Did and anybody we, say anything? I think we told him we were like, ha ha. The next day we were like, there is a boa constrictor that got loose and we don't know where it is. I mean, can you imagine? OK, so he's basically like the Reba McIntyre of the Christian world. <laughs> yes. This so is like Reba McIntyre Reba. Uh-huh. is sleeping in your basement with a snake. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. OK, when you were like. Michael W. Smith is coming to stay with us. So my dad can go write his book. Were you freaking out? Like, what was the mindset here? Freaking out. This would be like if Reba McIntyre came to your house and stayed in your house and played your mom's piano. Michael W. Smith played your mom's piano. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. It was, it was big. I mean, that was like DC talk big. Do you know DC? Oh, I know DC talk. Okay. So yes. Okay. Okay, so back to your grandma's bed. Yeah. <laughs> so, Allie. Yeah. Here we go. So now she's got rattlesnakes under the bed. Mm-hmm. 
And then, no. yeah, they would have the tent revivals and they'd all hold these freaking poisonous snakes. But the one picture I have of my great-grandma, it's a big snake. It looks more like a boa to me, the one she's holding in the picture I have. Mm-hmm. Um did she ever talk to you about it? Did she ever talk about I never I never met my great grandmother. And then my my granny talked about it to me some, but mainly just like if I had like questions about it. Um, oh, I wonder if it was it traumatizing for her to have a mother who held snakes? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Allie, I don't mean to put you on the spot here. <laughs> we can edit this like, out. She'd I'm, never pick her baby up because she was always, she was always so snake. <laughs> <laughs> I can't nurse you. I got a handful of snakes. <laughs> but um so I grew up like like Southern Baptist, Pentecostal holiness. Um my church they said was non-denominational, but I don't think they always say it's non-denominational. Sorry. It was they not are. non-denominational because as a kid, I would at our church, like people talked in tongues, people I mean, some would just get up and like get hit by the spirit and start dancing. Mm-hmm. And um, I, my preacher would call people down like to the altar. You know, like if you got the Sorry. love of the Lord Sorry, in your heart to today, come on down. <laughs> and uh, then I would like as a kid would watch him be like, do you love the Lord? And they'd be like, yeah, I love the Lord. And he'd ask him over and over again. And then he would like take his palm like this and like do this on their head. And like oh, yeah. normally they'd start talking in tongues and stuff. And then they just like fall out fall out on the floor and then it was my my grandpa my papa dana um it was his job to get up he would sit on the front pew with a sheet so when if the ladies came up and they fell out and their dresses flew up he'd just go and cover them up with a sheet (laughs) um but yeah so like as a kid whenever he our preacher doug who actually is my mama's cousin's husband would kelly i swear to god how dare you no i swear to god when when doug would ask if you love the lord this morning i'd always shake my head no because i thought if you said yes that meant you got punched in the face (laughs) you got will smith yeah Wow. The original Will Smith. Is there a chance that um, Will Smith was just trying to um, anoint Chris Rock? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Allie. Okay. I've, have you ever, I feel like we've just, I've, I learned so much about you on this podcast and we've, we've been like best friends for years. <laughs> ever. Ever's always like, you've never told me that before. And I'm like, it seems like a weird thing to bring up over coffee or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the miniature donkeys or the miniature horses, the one with the like prized schlong was, <laughs> I don't know if you, if that was in the, this, ep- and we're going to have another episode with Bubs, but um, for listeners who have not heard that episode, Allie's family raised miniature donkeys and there was one with miniature horses, miniature horses with a prized penis. Well, I don't think he I, he wasn't winning because of his penis. Well, I mean, really? he did. Well, I guess he did win because of his penis because people paid a lot to breed with him. Yeah, and his his wiener. He was so short, which was good in the contest and stuff. You want you want your horse to be shorter. Um, 
and Jess was real short and his dong hit the like green sometimes you'd see him trotting <laughs> his dong would just wow just regular <laughs> in in the not even the like do donkeys have another part that comes out like dogs or is it just all like dogs <laughs> you know what I'm saying? yeah it's kind of like that kind of yeah that that little other part comes out yeah and it feels very like I shouldn't be seeing this. It looks like the inside of their body is coming yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> okay, okay. But just okay. his regular dinger was was <laughs> was running along the dirt ground <laughs> with every step he took his whole life. <laughs> no, not like every day of his life. I guess just when he was like excited or something, and it came out. Oh, okay, okay. Wow, okay, okay. Holly, here's a question. <laughs> When you guys were touring in the camper at different, you said like fairs, county fairs. Yeah. So were you, were y'all given like backstage passes to these like fairs, you know, kind of like, okay, we perform on this stage, but then we can go to this back area to relax. Oh, um, I honestly don't remember. Okay. I think there's a backstage at the fair. I mean, there's probably <laughs> it's just like the grounds. I don't know. It's, yeah, <laughs> I want to see the cool place where like all the carnies are hanging yeah. out. Yeah. So Dude. did you see? Do you was have your first kiss a Christian carny? Oh yeah, your first kiss was it a Christian carny? Yeah. My first kiss was at a, a a Christian youth conference at Taylor University in Indiana, oh. and and I was 12 and I ran up into the women's dorm where I was staying with my other junior high friends for this youth conference, like Jesus week. And I ran into the room and my friend Missy was there and I um, can't remember who else was there. I remember Missy. And I was like, I think I'm going to start crying. And they were like, why what's wrong? And I was like, I think I'm a slut. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, a, it was like this. It was like, like a kiss like that, like, wow. like lip to lip, just like, that's like, nice. Oh no, I'm a slut. What did they comfort you? Or was that like the big drama of the weekend? I mean, we talked about it all night. Then, <laughs> then I think we started talking about like, can you imagine wearing bell bottoms? We were all like, no, that's so gross. <laughs> and now, now everyone is like bringing that back. I, okay. I used to go to fellowship of the Christian fellowship of Christian athletes. What was your um, sport? Shot put and discus. Shot put, yeah. <laughs> shot put discus and then later powerlifting. Um, but I was yeah. totally straight. Shot okay? put was just all closeted, right? Oh, just everybody. All closeted lesbians. All of them. There was yeah. not a single heterosexual. I would say there was maybe one bisexual shot putter. The rest of us, super gay, super closeted, super unaware. Again, uh, uh, my a consciousness is still being open. And, you know, it wasn't until I moved to Chicago that I was able to like, really be like, Oh, this is what I am. And then even now I I'm did not evolved. know you could be gay and have long hair. Like I didn't know you could be a woman, be gay and have long hair. I didn't mm -hmm. think that was a thing. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> guess what? That's the thing now. <laughs> oh, um, well, guess what? <laughs> I'm waving my hair at them. <laughs> Um, you flaunt that hair in the face of that ideology. I always thought it was really weird that this was at least in our school. They really hammered down. What is it? This is the word modernity. 
like dressing down, like skirts couldn't be above like three inches above the knee. Oh yeah. Dress very like conservative, like conservative. And we would go to these Christian like athlete camps and it was just all prayer and like some like PE games. Like it was never like training camp, but then we turn around and it was okay. Like, I just remember like all the high school boys going to the volleyball games because of the tight shorts. Oh yeah. They're just remember? wearing underpants and volleyball. Just, but I think I'm not body, I'm not body shaming or, you know, not trying to, yeah. not trying to slit. I'm not slut shaming here, but it was just like, okay. So you see that it's whatever. I, I gotta go. I think, I don't know what point I'm trying to make, but I do remember it like pissed me off that that the boys could go watch the girls play volleyball mm-hmm. in these tights. But then if a, a girl or like my friends were like trying to wear shorts in class, uh, everyone was like, you can't wear that. You look like a whore, but it's like, okay, but it's okay for the entire, you know, like, yeah. When it- you're, when you're yeah. actually the entertainment, mm-hmm. you're the thing everyone's looking at. Yeah. It's okay. But like when you're just like living your life, it's not okay. Yeah, it's like a destruction. It was like spaghetti straps aren't going to make me suck a dick. You know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Spaghetti straps. I remember that was a big one. No spaghetti strap. Yeah. Can, okay. Go ahead. But but all that stuff about like um, policing the way females dress, mm-hmm. it's all essentially all the adults in our lives saying like men aren't safe. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, they're not wrong, but... You know? Yeah. And, it, and it, but, yeah. It's, but it's like, oh, wait. So, so we're just we're just going to like live and operate as if like just an immutable law of the universe is that mm-hmm. men aren't safe and not to be trusted. So we have to cover up the, the, yeah. the, the objects of their desire. Cause they are not to be trusted. Like, wait, Neil, turn that part up. <laughs> shouldn't, we, shouldn't we like take that focus of like all that energy we're trying to like cover up this part of the species shouldn't we turn it to that part and be like okay we're so so everyone's acknowledging that that there's a danger here let's address that yeah. right now <laughs> it's crazy because like in our school we didn't we never addressed that i do remember like someone once tried to change things or like bring attention to and everyone was like oh miss so-and-so was a feminist and in hindsight <laughs> she was but feminist was like a that bad was a word very dirty word for it was worse than time. like lesbian and wow. in my little community it'd be like oh you're a feminist it's like well yeah why, why would i not want equal rights <laughs> well i mean i remember even right. like nine, 10 years ago, having a conversation, like my niece is maybe two or three and said she wanted to do something. And was something about, this is a boy thing. This is a girl's thing. And Mm -hmm. I was like, no, I was like, you can do that. You, you can do anything a boy can do. I was like, I was like, and Allie's a feminist spalding. I was like, you can do everything. And then her, uh, mom was over cooking and just goes well i'm not a feminist and i believe you can you can do anything <laughs> <laughs> but you know I, what it, just education would be great mm-hmm. yeah holly yeah. i had a question about church stuff oh yes yeah, spaghetti straps Allie was talking about spaghetti straps we were not allowed to wear spaghetti straps but what we could wear was like a t-shirt like i'm wearing right now or maybe even like a t-shirt with like 
baby arm, baby T arms, oh, like yeah. shorter arms. And then you could wear a tank top over that. Did you ever oh. do that? All the six sister wives? I had a big moment with that in high school and then first couple of years in Chicago. T-shirt under like tank. It was a very 90s look. Like early 2090s look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels like a 90s girl look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, kind of hot. I don't know if I ever got that creative. Oh, man. I went through this whole Christian phase where I would wear um, like a tank top from Rue 21 <laughs> stretched over my body because I would wear it tight over a shirt. Um, Cause I was still like, I'm sexy. Right. <laughs> I was still like, I'm Christian, but I'm sexy. Um, and <laughs> I would, crystal. Uh, I was a hot crystal. And I do remember going. So Ellie, I don't know if I ever told you about this. Um, I used to work at a drive through Starbucks in Temple, Texas. And there were a lot of Fort hood guys, like military guys that would come yeah. through because there was a VA hospital not too far. And there's this really hunky guy would come in. Right. He was like super buff. And I, I, I don't, I think there are a lot of like lesbians before they came out were like hyper attractive to like hyper masculine men. If that makes sense. Yeah. I didn't want to have sex with them, but I knew I should like this man. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel about Adam Sandler. We remember. Yeah. 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 But there is something about Adam Sandler, I will say. I think it's his confidence. (laughs) (laughs) So homeboy comes in. He's driving through the Starbucks and he's got tattoos. I'm like, man, this guy's probably a cool guy. And then he was really shy and he was like, well, I'm a born again Christian. And I was like, oh my God, I'm a Christian too. And our first date was to a Pentecostal church in Temple, Texas to a Bible study. And I was like, okay, like we met at the Starbucks. He picked me up. I didn't know. I was just wearing like pants and like a cute, I thought conservative top. Blouse. A blouse. And men sat on one side, women sat on the other. And the pastor came to talk. Like this was like, I was meeting the pastor and like our youth cohorts almost as like a way to be approved. And then this guy was like, you know, hey, we're not one of those like, you know, creepy Pentecostals. We're not those crazy Pentecostals. And I was like, okay. But then like all of the women, and if this is their choice, I think that's great for them. It's not the choice for me. They were in like, you know, like dresses and like long hair. And I felt so out of place that I was like, oh, I'm so fucking uncomfortable. We never went out again. Um, I tried to kiss them. I do remember that. And I remember being shut down um what was it like this like was it the turn or what was it so you went in with a pucker mm-hmm. and what 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 did he well do? like a hug like a little lingering hug and a kiss because i didn't know i was like i guess this is how i know how do you know what to do I, I didn't know what to do until you know i was 22 and i met chaz oh <laughs> it was gosh. my first kiss yeah chaz if you're listening uh, was that because you worked at that drive-thru Starbucks? Is that how you got the job at the uh, mm-hmm. Piper's Alley I just Starbucks? transferred. Oh my gosh. Yeah. For listeners. I think that's one of our first meetings, Holly. So Holly uh, is also an improviser and worked with the Second City. And 
I don't know if we talked about IO yet in this. We it might have been taken out because um, we don't want to be sued by the Olympics. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're so, gonna get sued by so many people in this episode. Reba McIntyre, Adam Reba. Sandler, oh Michael W. The Olympics, Smith. Michael mm-hmm. W. Smith. Amy Grant, Amy Grant, Amy Grant. She's vicious. Oh, I've had Paul, three. Holly Snake loving brother. <laughs> yeah. My brother is the not snake. gonna put up with this. The boa you know constrictor I think even Neil could get litigious. <laughs> we're, we're, any, it's a, who knows? We've Neil, really. D- try me, Neil. Come on, Neil. <laughs> Come on, Neil. You want to try us? So sue me. So Venmo no, request me. No, ever. <laughs> yeah. I specifically came in there to meet you. I don't think you know this. No, I didn't oh know that. Gosh. So I do remember meeting you and be like, that's Holly. <laughs> <laughs> I so Greg saw you. My partner Greg saw you do stand up somewhere in Chicago, and he he was like, "Oh, I saw this. I saw ever she. They like I was okay. she. It's okay. Everybody like we're all learning. Yeah, sorry. Fine. But his story was your. This is my rape. Oh yeah, my rape joke. Yes, that and was he that was, was when ever went viral. Yeah. Yeah, it was he he was like, this was incredible. And he kept talking about it. And I was like, I don't think I've I don't think I know ever. And he was like, oh, go to Starbucks <laughs> yeah. at, at Piper's Alley. And they're I was like, always there. I was always fucking there. I hated it so much, but I saw so much shit. OK, yeah. So I was and, working. And 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 I had this feeling just the way he talked about you. I, I had this feeling that I, I was like, this person is really special. And so I went and like stood in line and I had to position like with my banana to get you because I could have had to go to the other person. Oh, and I to like register system. Yeah. And yep. so I let, the, and so I was like, you can go, you can go. Cause I was trying to get you. And then oh, you were man, like, I feel very flattered. And you were like, hi. And I was like, hi. And I don't know if I just like introduced myself or what, but I was just like, I, I've heard about you and I wanted to introduce myself because I, I oh, hear man. that you're so funny and you're like, oh, thank you. And I was just yeah, like, I, I was really probably like know you. crying in the back <laughs> afterwards because I was like, oh my God, because I knew who you were um, yeah. just through oh, comedy. Uh, yeah. yeah. Holly, a big deal. Main, a main stage. Big, big deal. What? Um, still a big deal. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Allie and I were excited when you were like, yeah, we you could do the, you could do the podcast. We were like, oh shit. Here oh. we go. And that's before you even knew that I knew Michael W. Smith. I mean, yeah. okay, Michael W. Smith. What do you did he eat dinner with you? I think so. I can't remember. I have a I have a really bad memory and I don't know if it's because okay. of ADHD or pot or mm-hmm. or trauma or whatever, but like, I have so few memories. I, Allie, you were saying you and Bud's like, you remind each other of stuff and you're like, oh yeah. yeah, maybe it's just that we can't retain everything. So like, I don't know. We have, that's why we have friends and family to remind us to fill in the stuff we don't. The blanks, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, cause I'm also like trying to remember some shit. I remember that Starbucks um, off of North and Well. I don't even know if it's open 24 hours anymore. That was a rough Starbucks, man. I think there was like shit in the bathroom or blood. There were murders in there. Needles. Ever would find needles in there. There we 
Are we taking Several you Several people died at that Starbucks. Really? In there? Yes, that's not a joke. We oh, and then man. I've seen a man get stabbed by his. Girlfriend. Oh yeah, that's right. that's right. Yeah, there was there was always blood, and then we didn't know. Like we should have called the hazardous cleanup team. We just bleached the shit out of it, and then there was always some guy that like his colostomy bag would like burst and like we would have to clean that up. But we were like, what are we going to do? And it's like, oh, Starbucks has like a company that you could call and they could do it. But we were like, I don't know. It's We're 26 and it's 3.30 oh in the morning. Gosh. We we got to get this cafe ready for 6 a.m. rush. And we got to get this cafe latte out to... <laughs> Stat! <laughs> out to Kaylee. Oh, I yeah. spelled it wrong. We had a guy. Um, I won't say... Michael Gelman. <laughs> we had a guy. We had Michael Gelman. Could you imagine? Oh, <laughs> Gilman's there. Um, he actually... Oh, uh -huh. Does Holly know Gilman like outed you? I would say he encouraged me. He encouraged me <laughs> to come out. You know how comedians, we bully each other. Um, everybody in my Second City class knew I was gay, except for me. And they would be... I would show up wearing moccasins. Um <laughs> And they'd be like, only dykes wear moccasins. And I'd be like, ha ha. And then I would never wear them again. <laughs> and then Gailman was always like, get the dyke on stage. And everybody would laugh and I would laugh and I'd go, ha ha. And then I was like, oh, I am gay. And then everybody like applauded. They're like, yes, we know. And it was like, Wait, a <laughs> get the dyke on stage <laughs> to someone who is not out. <laughs> when I say it out loud, it sounds bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's pretty bad. Wait, we both have Gelman stories that are traumatic. He threw a cigarette at me. And he, what? And he said, get the dyke on stage to you. <laughs> my Lord. Let me, oh my God. I have one too. Guys. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> Listeners, Michael Gelman is an actor and, a, and, a, and, a, and was a teacher at the Second City, Chicago. Okay, Allie. Okay, go. So, after sophomore year of college, I went to Chicago and stayed in the hostel for two weeks so that I could take an intensive. And I did that too. I fell for that. <laughs> yeah, my my intensive teacher was Gelman. And we were playing the game where you have to do the alphabet. So like, you know, every line is starts with A, then B, mm -hmm. then C. Should we do one real quick? Okay. No. <laughs> okay, so then and what this, happened? Then you're going to hear why. Because I'm <laughs> dyslexic. And oh, yeah. I, I don't just know what letters next. Oh, I have to literally shit. sing the song. Right, right. Every single time. And so. And it gets longer and longer as the game goes on. I start like, he's like, do it. Do it. And like, it, like I'm panicking and I'm like, I, I, I um, oh, and then I mean, like, so I'm like scary. started like Allie. crying and then I'm like so embarrassed. And then he's just like, and then I was just like, I wanted to quit and just like leave. And he's like, no. He was like, just say, say something, anything, anything that comes to your mind, just say anything. Cause I was just like frozen. And I just start doing the serenity prayer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Come from North Carolina to the big city. <laughs> They're trying can, to ask me to spell too quickly. You can take the girl out of the country, but you can't, or you oh, can take the girl man. out of the church, but you can't take the church out of the and then <sighs> afterwards, Gelman was like, how long have you been in the program? I was like, I'm not I was like, I'm not currently in. But I was sent away to a wilderness, like one of those, like a Paris Hilton type thing. One yeah. of those wilderness programs. Yeah. Um, and then I was like forced to do AA and NA there. And then I did it for a year when I got home from there. Um, 
And so like, that's just like one of those things that's just like, I mean, it's like just anything. And I'm like, whoa. Grant me serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Your skin. <laughs> was no oh. different. And the next person is like, frog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then good day, sir. <laughs> yeah. I had EFG. Hey, hi. Yeah. I, I like you. Yeah. Just and the way say- you are. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We-, we all have traumatic Gelman yes. stories. Yeah. Yes. I remember thinking like, I got Gilman this year. I must be talented. And then I'm like, this man is kind of psychotic. Is this a blessing or a curse? Yeah. He used to come and sit with a stack of, you know how at McDonald's, the certain sandwiches, like a Big Mac, or I think maybe <laughs> even like a quarter pounder, they come in a little like cardboard box. Yeah, He would come with a stack of boxes of, I think like, quarter pounders or Big Macs. And he would sit and go one at a time and just be like sitting on the edge of the stage. We were all in the um, seats of that, like um, Donnie Skybox. And he would be sitting on the stage, like with little lettuce shreds going down his chest on his t-shirt. And he would just be like talking about like bits and stories from the old days and like smoking cigarettes and stuff. And we were like, are we going to do improv? But then but then the one we were like pitching sketches because remember in whatever like program I was in in the conservatory or whatever Mm -hmm. you had to do a sketch show and so you had to pitch sketches and write sketches and then like learn how to like create a running order of good you know like sketch and then um uh somebody pitched a thing where they were like Holly sit in that Bentwood chair I was like okay and then this guy who was kind of like icky anyway like he laid on the floor um, belly up in front of me and then scooted his head like underneath the chair, like under my body. And he oh. was acting like he was the mechanic going under the car to like fix something. And oh, it, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. And he was like reaching up and he was just going under the chair. He wasn't touching my body, but like it kind of like looked like yeah, that under the chair. Simulated the, yeah. And he was like, oh, it looks like you got some. Uh, oh, it needs some new uh, tent. Oh, how long's it been since somebody's been down here? I got to change a lot of these, uh, you know, like whatever. And, and it was supposed to be this obviously like with this double entendre about yeah. like a mechanic. Six or, and 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 he, and he was just pitching it. It was just his pitch. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything until I'm already sitting in the chair or whatever. And I, I was like, honestly, I'm, I'm like not into this if somebody else wants to or whatever. And Gelman got <laughs> so mad and he came over and he's like, it's yes. And, and went like that and like flicked his cigarette that was in his hand at me. And I was like, Oh, and I started sobbing and I ran out and I ran all the way down to that like big um, women's bathroom yes, on the second floor. Yes. Ran all I've the cried way in to there. Heck, stall and cry, cried in that stall. You've cried in this stall. Oh, Ellie, I'm sure I've cried, cried in there. Th- yeah. yeah sure the I've handicap stall. Yes, I'll cry in that. Oh, roomy. Have a good sob. Those damn sinks, the water always gets around them. And every time you lean up to wash your hands, it gets on your shirt. Yes. I know. I will say this as we're talking about this. I I think we we're, you know, in conservatory at rather young ages. And you think this teacher is going to make or break my career. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it You're felt terrified. like life or death. Like, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. meanwhile, they have Big Mac lettuce shreds all over their shirt. <laughs> and when we talk about it, we put it in this kind of perspective. It's like, that is such a fucked up mindset to think. But yeah. then again, 
it's Hollywood. So the people that are yeah. determining our career still have yeah. Mac lettuce on I've their still, I'm still, I mean, talk about being a late bloomer. I still will like even since me too, and more like reading more articles and trying mm-hmm. to educate myself more and uncover my own weird, um, like the, the ways in which we're sort of blinded or we just believe the thing, you know, like, yeah, USA is the greatest nation on earth. Yeah. The police are good guys. Like all the things mm-hmm. that you just like, don't question. And then you're like, wait, if like, and, and, and that happened for me with like me too stuff where I would look, but I would read articles about all the different, it's like stories with, you know, Louis CK and Weinstein mm-hmm. and all that stuff, Woody Allen, what I would read like essays and articles and critiques of like what, what was happening when that movement started to become more, when it was, when people were becoming more vocal about it. Mm-hmm. And I would have memories of things that happened in Chicago and comedy where I'd be like, Oh my God. I, I would have this like crazy moment of like, uh, like a veil lifting or something of like, Oh, this thing that at the time I considered an actual, almost like compliment, like, Oh, I'm, I'm being like, like a guy is exposing himself to me backstage at my sketch show that like, I've like sold tickets for, you know, and exposing himself. And I'm is like, is that real? Yeah. And, and being like, ah, ha, ha. he knows I'm, he knows I can take it. I'm sort of being welcomed into the club. Yeah. Like I'm one you, of the boys. Yeah. You, stage seven, seven, three or the no, Sheffield theater. <laughs> Upstairs IO it was. Gorilla <gasps> Tango. <laughs> Damn. I'm so sorry, Holly. That's fucked. But that but you fucked. know what I mean? Where you look back and yeah. like, oh, that thing that I thought was like an initiation of like, mm-hmm. you know, you can take it. You're one of us to then be like, oh, wait, that was like one that of, was bad. <laughs> one of my <laughs> yeah. IO teachers who was on the main stage at Second City, um, he like as soon as like I finished his class like the day of like message me and ask me out. Um, oh, wow. He's been I, waiting. Yeah. And I did end up Ooh, um, I'm trying so hard to guess who it is. Oh, I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. Um, uh, I, I, I did know. end up like having sex with him and stuff and like, just like we would hang out and get wasted. Mm-hmm. Um, but for, but that's how it felt. It felt like, like, I don't even know if I really like this guy or if I'm interested, but I feel like I can't say no. Like, what if this, I could get like an opportunity yeah, from that? Like the, the power dynamic. The, mm-hmm. I mean, the, when I think of the power dynamic, I'm like, yeah. that was so fucked. Especially because not just the power and not just the harassment and not just the like, it feeling like, like it being couched in a, in a, in a like, you should feel flattered that you're mm-hmm. like one of us are initiated into the club or whatever. Like, but also, um, like we were already up against the like women aren't funny thing mm-hmm. anyway. That was just so like prevalent anyway, that that was so much espoused, you know? So just trying to really like be a good sport and stuff. And yeah. Like, Why we can hang. You and know? it was crazy. It, that's crazy too, because it's like there was that mentality of like, if I don't go along with this, I can be replaced, but he can't be replaced. Yeah. On like teams, you know, or at least like, Right. You were part of a club, like a stand-up club. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. Well, maybe yeah. I'm not a member anymore. And then some, and then some other, then some other girl gets it. Anyway, right, right, mm-hmm. yeah. It's the the ways in which the veil lifts from our eyes over and over. But over every time, over every time I have one of those experiences, though, I'm always like, what are the other things that I right now don't see yet? That oh, they have to be yeah. like right now, all, all, all the so time. Many- yeah, all the so many things. It, I, it, yeah, I will say. So we talked briefly about 
I buy male Bronco. comedians need some Jesus. Yeah, male. <laughs> uh, honestly, male comedians need a lot more than Jesus. <laughs> they need to start handling some snakes. They male they, comedians. Go ahead. They need yeah. to get bit by some snakes. They do. <laughs> they need some rattlesnakes under their bed. <laughs> yeah, just to, just. And to if you them live, you can go to level. You can go to level two. Uh, <laughs> That's what it was like coming up in Chicago comedy. It was like sleeping with snakes under the bed. You know shit. (laughs) Y'all. Oh, you know what, Allie? The um, thing you said about how she like oiled herself up for protection. um, That reminded me when we used to get like um, a cold or flu as a kid, when we would have a fever or whatever, we Mm -hmm. would get anointed with oil and for, and like the, 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 like, to get the sickness cast out of us and stuff. My dad would go get vitamin E or what? (laughs) No, my dad would go get like Crisco oil from the kitchen and like put it on your forehead, like during a prayer and anoint your forehead with oil for like, so maybe my great grand really was anointed with oil. Yeah. Cause granny told me she was anointed from the Lord, but it was probably, they probably did put some kind of oil on her the whole time. I was just like, no, it's just hot in there. She's sweating. Like it's what I've been. So she really probably slathered on the oil. Some that Crisco picked up a python. Oh, man. And scooted yeah. across the room for, <laughs> for Jesus. Oh, uh, when I did my second city conservatory graduation show, mm-hmm. one of the things that I wrote was a, a church scene um, where everybody's the spirits hitting them and stuff. And we had a girl. This is so fucked, y'all. We had a girl in my class. Um, that was in a wheelchair, but uh, she could walk some, like a little bit. And so the big, and we made her walk because of Jesus in my skin. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't, I'm like, that's so fucking offensive. I was like, did I just mm-hmm. come in and bring that to the table? <laughs> did it make it to the show? Was it in oh, the yeah. order? How did okay. the audience respond to it? Did it chill the room it. or was it? Yeah, this is what, 2006? Oh, yeah, this is like... 2004, maybe? No, for me? No, that has been like 2010, 2011. Different, different education, different awareness, different time, different senses of humor that were like allowable. I mean, she was all for it. All for it. But I mean, I'm just like the balls and the, and like just how dumb I was and so young to be like, this is an appropriate thing to say. Hey, so you said you could walk a little, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to use you guys. <laughs> Damn. I had a, I had, when I was doing that conservatory show, I came into possession of a really detailed, well-made mosquito costume full body mosquito costume where I had what? like a head cap and a proboscis. How do you come into my- that? Like <laughs> you said, it like you just came into money. You're like, I came into a really well-made mosquito costume. Okay. Yeah. Some people work their whole lives for it. It just yeah. fell in my lap. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was doing a children's, you know how like Christian, like um children's church, oh, dra- like yeah. dramas. Mm-hmm. Remember like veggie tales and stuff of these Christ-centered vegetables. Mm-hmm. I was doing a children's drama for a church, and it, instead of vegetables, it was um, bugs, and it was about like m- the metamorphosis that bugs go through. Like a caterpillar becomes a oh, butterfly. butterfly. 
And that's how you can transform to be born again in, in Christ or whatever. And I was a mosquito in this drama and it was a really good costume. So I took the mosquito costume, put it on, came out for my pitch, you know, of the mm-hmm. sketch I wanted to do mm-hmm. in a full. And I was, it was impressive, man. My proboscis was like, you know, a foot out from my forehead. Damn. Bigger than and- my horse's dog. <laughs> <laughs> and these big translucent wings and everything. Wow. And, and, and then like a. A, like puffy kind of tutu thorax body and then two little like tights my legs came out in little tights you know so I had little mosquito legs mm-hmm. and I was like oh this is gonna be a big reveal and this is gonna be so great and I wanted to do a scene about like otherness and like how we how that like how that dualistic thinking keeps us in pain and I was so I pitched it was kind of like guess who's coming to dinner where mm-hmm. the guy was like mom dad I really love her and I want you to accept her and they were just like some of our best friends are mosquitoes but we just can't accept this of you being yeah. with a mosquito <laughs> and it never made it in no! like it never <laughs> Oh man, that costume never saw the light of day. I have to ask, did you take a cab or like the L in that costume (laughs) or like when you transported this costume? Um, I think I like parked in Piper's alley and do you you had a car? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay. You yeah, both baby. Oh, wow, baby. And, and honestly, I have not thought of this in so long when I, I didn't put the costume on until I went in and I went to those famed crying stalls, mm-hmm. right? right? Put it on, came out and I was like, Ooh, it's time for my big reveal. And who is standing in the lobby of second city at that Piper's alley side while, while I'm in my um, mosquito costume, but, um, Oh, what's his name? He's tall. It turns out he's a dickhead. He's a white actor who was in Swingers, and now he's like a Republican. And he was a second. Vin- Vince Vaughn. Yeah, no. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn is standing there, super tall, and I, I'm in a full mosquito costume. And I just look up, and I was like, "Hi," <laughs> and he just was like, "Hi." Like he didn't. He didn't even ask about the fact that I was in a full body mosquito outfit. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn was at Second Vince City. Vaughn. Vince Listen, Vaughn. if you want to see some celebrities, you go to Piper's Alley. You hang out by the bathrooms in the Chipotle. You see him. <laughs> you do right. Yeah, you're gonna see you some celebrities. You might see a stabbing. A stabbing. Hey, you 100%. will definitely see a stabbing. You will definitely see a man post up every night at eight p.m. Who apparently he says he's a doctor. Um, would work out at the export, the 24 hour fitness next door, come in, sit his little ass down on the front. I don't know if you remember, there was like a two top closest to the register. It, it was like a yeah. coveted, it was like a coveted spot. Like for yeah. our regulars, they wanted this two top. He would eat a pound of raw hamburger meat. Oh, what? His hands just pick at it. Like it what? was chips. What? Yeah. And then we were like, what the fuck? He would never like clean his table down. Then he would just throw this like raw meat package. So we would have to like Mm. obviously sanitize that table, but he would just always eat it and just be like, I I need the raw protein. And we were like, what? Disgusting. Yeah. Did he just constantly have salmonella or whatever the hell? I mean, he must have, but he was like, I'm, I'm a doctor. So I know it's okay. And it's like, I don't think hmm. that's how that works. Whoa, dude. Yeah. But ever speaking of cars, um, okay. in my, my car, I parked at Piper's Alley. Tell us about your new car. Okay. Yeah. I have this Bronco now. And 
I'm about to be just a real gas guzzling terror. Um, (laughs) I went from Prius to like a half a tank to Palm Springs and back, like, which is a, you know, two and a half hour drive. Are you going to name it? Right now, the temporary name is um, Cage for Nick Cage. Um, Very versatile actor. Yes. Making a comeback, making a resurgence, much like the Bronco. But there's an app on my phone and the dealer was like, oh, get this app. You could turn it on. You can name it. Like I can start my car from my house. Like if it's cold or if it's too hot and that it'll be like, ooh, warm or chilly for me. But there's also a thing where it's like, if it's like an anti-theft thing where it's like, if I open the door, a notification pops up and is like, did you open Cage's door? Because Cage, and I was like, oh yeah, I I did. (laughs) Because- Yeah, if it's stolen, I know I can watch it. That's <laughs> right. Just watch it drive away. But yeah, listen, y'all. Um, if you're listening right now and you're thinking, I can't afford a new car. What am I going to do? Haggle. I'm not kidding. And your used car is worth more than you think. I had a 10-year-old 2013 uh, Toyota Prius, almost 100,000 miles. I got 15.5 for it. At first, they're like, we can maybe give you 10. I said, no. I, and then I was like, I want 12,000 for it at least. And then. How played, many miles? How many miles? 100,000. And, and the Bluetooth stereo was out. It was an after, it was like a salvage stereo. And then on the way there, my backup camera went out and I was like, oh, so like the little things were starting to like ticker on and yeah. off. Right. Like yeah. it was hitting the mileage. And I also knew that at a hundred thousand miles, the warranty would be over Ooh. for this stuff. So I was like, okay. So I went to a dealer. I've gone to several dealers. I walked out of one after being there for almost seven hours. I'm not kidding you. They were like, put, they wanted like 12K for the car. And then they were like, this is really boring, but I find it riveting because I've never taken charge of like something so much like this. I went in and they were like, we can give you this four door. Um, We can get the payments down to 585, but you have to put $8,000 down on top of your car. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. That's a lot of money. I went to another place. I found the Bronco that I ordered. And I said, I'm not going to pay that sticker price that you have because it was like 60000 I said, I'm not doing that. If you want to sell me that Bronco, you're going to sell it to me at sticker at MSRP. Ooh. And then they're like, well, I don't know if we could do that. And I was like, okay, then oh, I want... I like your style. I'm not getting... I went in there Friday. They wasted my time. I was like, if you can get my payments, I'll do this. Of course, I walked. I called their bluff. I said, I don't want this. Okay, bye. All weekend they called. And then I was like, I'm going to be honest. I want to trade in my car and I want payments to be this much. Well, weekend. And then they like quoted me $100 more. And I said, oh no, I want this much money for my car. And I want this amount of payment. And I'm not putting a single cent down. I was like, you're either going to sell me this Bronco now, or I'm going to wait for it to come in. And another dealership's going to get my money. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. they said, we can work that out for you. Oh. <sighs> Very I'm not impressive. kidding. I honestly like I'm going to therapy for like self-worth and like yeah, understanding what I want. Yeah. And I like I was really depressed over the weekend because it triggered something in me when they like couldn't give me what I wanted. Mm-hmm. But I could see that they clearly suddenly the bank, suddenly the manager can give yeah. me an extra tooth. And I was like, oh, OK, y'all. Well, 
we're we're about to we're about to close it down, but I do do want to mention Mega, and I do want to mention Holly's podcast. It's so fucking good. It's so funny. Um, and I'm guessing that it was now like meeting you and hearing all this about you that it was all based off of your childhood and growing up so Christian. Yeah, I worked at a mega church for a while. My dad is a pastor at a mega church. I just what? know yeah. I didn't know it was mega church style. Okay, that's where it's from. So the, the nice. podcast is like a fictional church in the comings and goings. Yeah. It's it's in a, a nutshell. It's an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional mega church. Mm-hmm. And so we have a di- and Ever has come on and done it's it. Fun. You were a fellowship of Christian athletes mm-hmm. character, right? Yeah. It's playing praying at that flagpole. Now, oh, Allie, you have to come. You It'll be so it. fun. I'd we'll, love to. We'll, we'll create a character. We'll have you on. And um, yeah, I, I was, I was really, I wanted to, I was like, I really wanted to make a podcast and I'm so glad I did before the pandemic started because it sort of saved our asses through the pandemic. It was like really all I had going. I kind of lost everything. And like, I was able to like, you know, pay rent with it, which is like, what that's a awesome. Like, yeah. what? Now that's a blessing from God. Now that's that is a, a Pricing, pricing, pricing. He is so faithful. But um, uh, yeah, you have to come on, Allie. And um, we, oh, yeah, love we to. have a lot of fun on on Mega M E G A Mega mm-hmm. the podcast. And Holly, do you have any like live shows or Twitch shows, or are those archived? Because I know that yeah, I have okay. Twitch shows every Monday and Thursday. Mm-hmm. I'm in the Twitch first, y'all. Get in the Twitch first. <laughs> are you are you doing Twitch shows, y'all? We should. Allie and I started doing Instagram Live, and that went well. I think we could do a Twitch show. Ooh, will you come on one of my Twitch um, live streams, like on a Thursday night, and um, the three of us will just like talk on Twitch and like uh, you know like shoot the shit with the people in the comments and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We can do snake facts. <laughs> we can anoint ourselves with oil. Yeah. I would love that. <laughs> well, Holly- show up with a glob of butter on my head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's Carrie gold. <laughs> Today's Twitch cast Ooh, is <laughs> sponsored by Carrie gold. Perfect for anointing. Anointing. <laughs> <laughs> You anointed to be disappointed. <laughs> Praise him. Praise him. He's so faithful. <laughs> Y'all, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we hope <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. Um, please don't forget to like, subscribe, hit those five stars, leave a positive review. Um, it's really helping us. Um we're pretty overwhelmed with the support and love that you've been giving us. So thank you so much, um, for, for reaching out. And if you, if you have any questions or if you have anything, DM us, DM us, DM the y'all gay pod Instagram account. I don't know why my voice got so high. Um, (laughs) Allie, anything you want to add? Um, that was just really fun. And I love you, bud. I love you too, bud. And that's been another episode of, Y'all gay. Hey y'all, hey y'all, the tea is crystal queer, y'all. Y'all say y'all gay, it's alien ever here, y'all. We got a lot to talk about, so let us ask you now, y'all gay. Angels bow before him, heaven and earth adore him, what a mighty God we serve. (laughs) But that sounded good. Of learning new languages with Babbel. 
And if you want to learn a new language this year, I guarantee it'll be one of your favorite sounds too. It's babble time. Y'all know I have learning disabilities. I'm dyslexic and have ADHD. And I love that with Babbel, you can go at your own pace. And each convenient course is only 10 minutes. 10 minutes a day, y'all. That's all it takes to learn a new language. And with Babbel, you can learn everything you need, like how to have real-world conversations, from vocabulary words to basic phrases to culture. Like, y'all could hang with Babbel. Plus, what I really like is that Babbel has speech recognition technology that I think some of our more Southern listeners will love because it helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. Everybody knows my accent's thicker than a nine and a quarter hot dog on a summer night. And Babbel actually understands me, y'all. One thing I really love about Babbel is the content I'm learning is personalized. I get real-time feedback, tracking, and visualizations that help me stay focused and motivated. That's why 15 hours of Babbel is equal to one university semester. Y'all, that's the most university I've done. Y'all, it is 2024, and it's time to be the best you with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. So here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash y'all gay. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash y'all gay, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash y'all gay. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.